What's the best way for you to receive love? Hmm. Damn. Why are you going to expose me like that? <laughs> the best way that I receive love. I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been trying to consider like, is the way that I thought I received love really the way that I want to receive love? I think I receive love through consistency where people will continue to show up. I think I receive love through words, but not just words like thoughtful words, I suppose, intentional words. And I think physical touch as well. I didn't grow up like that, but I think I'm discovering more about myself. Like, oh shit, that was a, that was a big loss for me not having that. For me, I'm never really on the receiving end. Not saying that that I can't be on the receiving end is, but I, I the type of person I am, I don't like really for people to go out of their way to do things for me. But I'll go out of my way to do things. Uh, sometimes I feel like, oh yeah, I need that's something I need to work on, or something I need to, you know, kind of ease my guard with. But you know, when you're so used to doing things yourself, it's kind of like. I don't really want this person to help me. I don't really want this person to do it for me. But I realize if I'm going to be able to help somebody, I should also be able to allow somebody to help me also. Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show podcast. We're in season five, learning how to live. Today's episode is all about love. I want to specifically talk about receiving love and giving love. I think we all have an idea of how we'd like to give and receive love, but how does it actually look like in practice? Is that person actually receiving it the way that we're giving it? I share my story on receiving and giving love with friends that come to visit me for the first time in my natural habitat in Oaxaca City. I am in love with Oaxaca City. I will confidently say that I believe it's the best place on earth. And anytime I talk about Oaxaca, people tell me it sounds magical and really want to visit. And yet no one has ever come to visit. And I totally understand. It's kind of hard to get here. You have to be truly committed and you have to truly want to come to Oaxaca City. And maybe it just doesn't fit with the itinerary. Instead, when someone tells me they're coming to visit Mexico, the country, they really mean Tulum or Mexico City. And since I am already in the country of Mexico, I take the short trip to meet them at their chosen destination. And of course, I am overcompensating. I'm paying way more in Airbnbs and eating out in a day and doing things that I don't necessarily want to do. Maybe I'm repeating things that I've already done and seen. Whatever it is, just to have some company. I get it. Usually people come to Mexico for the beach. They're on vacation and they have a vacation mindset. I'm actually living here, getting groceries, doing my laundry, general boring things that you would do anywhere that you actually live at rather than travel to. The problem is I convinced myself to feel like Oaxaca City was a bad place to be because no one was coming to visit. And as a result, since I was living there, it meant that I wasn't a good enough reason for people to come and see me. I felt like I was just giving and giving and giving and hoping that one day people would come here just to see me instead of me traveling all the way to wherever they are to be convenient for them. I was so disappointed that they didn't realize my grand gesture. Why won't they return the favor? Why am I the one always traveling? Then I would feel guilty because I have the freedom to travel. I'm the one that lives here with an open calendar. They're the ones that have a limited time here. But what is fair? This made me really think about why we even see people. How much is it to prove our own worthiness that we are wanted in society? How do we genuinely know when people truly just want to see you for you? 
And it really made me question, why am I going above and beyond to be somewhere that I don't want to be for the sake of someone else's convenience when that's not even something that they asked for? How much of it for you and how much is it for them? Like, are we trying to be our true selves? Or are we still like stuck to those false selves and the systems that we grew up in because we felt like that's how we had to show up? I think it's one of the biggest things is how do we figure out who our true self is and how do we live into that? If you've been following the 100 Masked Men series over the past year, you'll know that the last season was really focused on improving friendships. And that really involves setting boundaries and sticking to them. One of the newest boundaries I set in my sober journey is that I have a cutoff point at midnight whenever I go out with friends, kind of like Cinderella. Usually I would have left way earlier, but sometimes I might compromise a bit, stay longer and enjoy the company that I know is super limited. But after midnight, there's just like another level of drunk activity that is just too much for me. So for my own self-love, I respectfully walk away and I really need to stick to that boundary. One of the new friends I met this week asked me why I won't stay out later, past midnight, just this one time while he's in town. And I said, well, why won't he just this one time meet me at 6 a.m. for a yoga class in the park while he's in town? Who is going to compromise? The way I see it, I'm not going to be the best version of myself after midnight because I know that none of these conversations will go anywhere useful. I'll be tired and I know that the next day I'm not going to be 100%. How is this good for anyone? And likewise, this person who might think he thrives after midnight or enjoys being spontaneous at the moment would not consider himself in any way available for any meaningful connection at 6 a.m. without coffee. Neither of these perspectives is right or wrong. I just think it's very interesting how we try to convince others to compromise for our sake. And I'm realizing that this is our learned belief of a way to prove our love for someone. And in no way is that loving to anyone. So actually, if you think of it, receiving and giving love to others extends to giving and receiving love to yourself. It takes a bit of time to reframe to think of it differently, but ultimately, I believe it's about self-respect. I respect myself too much to not be in an uncomfortable position just to make others feel more comfortable. And I respect others too much to make them uncomfortable for my comfort. So the loving thing to do might just be to not be there at all. And I do hope we can find a way to normalize this and be more okay with accepting no and seeing the love behind that word. Actually walking away, actually saying no is probably more beneficial and more loving in the end of the day. Anyway, no one has ever visited me in Oaxaca City until this week. Finally, people were coming here to see me in my element and to see Oaxaca City. My house was full and my heart was fuller. I was sharing my bed with a friend while another friend had the spare bedroom. We went out every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I was so happy to show them my favorite spots in town. One thing I really enjoyed about traveling with others is sharing things. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed sharing literally everything. I was always brought up in a space where people are supposed to do their own thing, be independent, and generally practice some kind of politeness, which could also be known as practicing some level of distance and personal space. But I just love being around people. The extrovert in me was hopping up and down in excitement. There was so much energy in the room to play with. One morning, my friend who is really into coffee said, what are we doing first, coffee or yoga? And this just blew my mind. We all stood there in the kitchen watching my friend share his very personal coffee routine. I could see how much it meant to him to be able to share his passion with us and us gladly receive it. 
And then he returned the favor when we went upstairs to the rooftop and I guided a yoga flow for the group. I haven't ever taught yoga to a friend that isn't already a yogi. So it really meant a lot to me to be able to share this and to have them happily receiving it. And at this moment is when I realized that in receiving love, you give love. I've always thought that giving love is something you plan and put together after having a lot of time to study this person and realize what they like and then deliver on it. And oftentimes that's guided by that person, like learning what their favorite food is and cooking it one evening. But I feel like that can be a bit problematic because in doing that, you're expecting that person to be extremely happy with what you have done because you know that they like that thing but you might have not known that they actually prefer cooking it themselves. Or maybe they simply just don't even think that you choosing to cook their favorite meal was actually a thing of you giving love to them. Maybe they just thought that you suddenly enjoyed the same meal as them. Oh cool, what a happy coincidence. And you're not actually giving them something that they can properly receive. But when you are truly passionate about something that you wanna share and someone is open to it and receives it with open arms, this is when you can give and receive love. Love means seeing the person for who they truly are and not judging them, appreciating them. I'm all about the celebration of the individual. You're only gonna get this experience with the person that you're with, with that person. You, you're only gonna get it with them. Cherish it. I really love how unique this concept is in the celebration of the individual that you only get this one experience with that specific person. Like the way that you're going to express love to this one person, you'll never express that same way and method of love to another person. So you can never say, oh, I love this person the way that I do it like this. You're always going to express love differently with every interaction you have. And that's what makes love so beautiful. But yet, I feel like a lot of the times we are just holding on to a version of love and we want to express it exactly the same way every single time to every different person, which absolutely makes no sense because we are all built differently. And I think once we start to embrace that, we're able to receive love differently, finally, and then give love differently back. Anyway, those are my thoughts on love. Those are my reflections on love and thinking about some of the past episodes of The 100 Masked Men and integrating it into my lifestyle today. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think. Send me some comments, DMs, some opinions, questions, whatever you want on Instagram at Miss Amanda Chen. Make sure to subscribe and I'll see you guys next Wednesday with another episode of the Miss Amanda Chen Show podcast. Adios.